Downtown Community Radio, 92.9 WGGTLP, and online at gtownradio.com. Cue the mic, cue the mic, cue the mic. I'm doing Renee's thing. I'm hosting this show. My name's Griffin. You're listening to Cue the Mic. Um, I don't know why I'm so aggressive this show, but I'm hosting. So I have an iron grip on the, I don't know. Hi, I'm Griffin. I Something use they, them pronouns. So, dead I'm going to be, so it's good that you're energetic today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't know um, this was going. This is fun. I like being over here in this seat. So yeah, you are Griffin, is, and see how easy it is to forget the pronouns. What are your pronouns, Griffin? I said they them. I use they them pronouns. You're listening to Cue the Mic, uh, G Town Radio's LGBT plus talk show, um, normally hosted by Doctor Renee Norris Jones. If yeah, you'd like to introduce yeah. yourself. Listen, this is an entirely unedited show, all right? I'm declaring this now. <laughs> well, this Listen, is I was put in charge. I'm going to destroy it. <laughs> there right. you go. Let's, so, so let's, should I introduce myself now, sir? Yes. This, this, this is Dr. Dr. Renee Nars-Jones. My grandson calls me Dr. Grandmother. And my pronouns are, see how I remember the pronouns? Pronouns are... She, her, hers. And I updated the website today. Yay. I'm doing the the update the website today dance. So check out our website. Do we have a do we have the URL for the website? We do. We can we can find it out if we don't have it prepared. Yeah, Um, we do. All right. I was there earlier. In the meantime, going around in the meantime. Uh, to, to the other co-hosts, you want to introduce yourself, Fox? No, I don't. I'm just kidding. Uh, this is Roadkill Fox. I go by she, her, hers, and sometimes dude. Very tired today, so we're going to have a juxtaposition energy in the host today, so I hope you enjoy this. I uh, What is that character from? Um... Roadkill? Yeah, because I feel oh, like Roadkill Fox. Yeah, okay, I got it. I like it. I like it. Roadkill Fox sounds like a DJ name. It kind of does. Like it's like like there's Dead Mouse and you're like it, yeah, I'd be like a trap. Fox, yeah. I'd be like a trap DJ or something. Yep. And then finally, tam, 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 tam. <laughs> and then finally, our third co-host or our third non-host for this show. <laughs> Um, yes, this is Sandy Smith, uh, day job, working from home in Germantown at Philadelphia Magazine. Uh, my pronouns, in order to discourage letters addressed, dear Ms. Smith, are he, him, his. Awesome. Um, and of course, we, I just want to go back and say this. Um, of course, we know our website. Our yeah. website is Q the Mike, the letter Q, the T H E, Mike M I C dot web, W E B S, as in a website, dot com. Of course, we knew that. We knew what our website was. Of course, we awesome. did. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, give it a visit if you haven't, if you haven't seen it already. Um, got some fancy new stuff. You know, just some bios and, um, you know, description of the show so you can get a sort of feel for what it's like, I guess. Some um, photographs. I added lots of photographs. Nice. Yeah, photographs. Um, so maybe the teens should probably check it out, too, because I added lots of photographs. Yeah, yeah I'll check it out, actually. a photograph of me that I have approved of. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, as usual we have our retinue of topics um we usually start with a general discussion and then that usually leads into our why pronouns matter segment which i griffin usually sort of bring in a topic and we'll talk about um, something relating to language in the lgbt community or uh, trans issues or um, identities and all this sort of stuff moving on from that we go to uh, what used to, what was previously known as Fox's political rant, which has now just been generalized to Fox's rant. And then from there, we have Newsworthy or Not with 
rapid fire uh, headline reactions. And from there, we go to Gas Q, which is Gay Answers to Straight Questions, where we attempt to answer a question posed to LGBT people. Um, and that's our show. So, our so let's why, find pronouns... Out why pronouns matter this week. Yes. Yes. So, on, on today's episode of Why Pronouns Matter, um, we found a post online. Um, saying that in a, in a short sort of way that um, there are two terms. One is transgender um, and the other is gender nonconforming. And the post was essentially saying that um, while these terms are sometimes interchangeable, they don't mean the same thing. And so I wanted to sort of talk about that and what that means and when to use those terms. Um, so first I'd like to ask, are we, have you guys heard the term gender nonconforming or yeah, gender nonconforming before? Like what's your impression of it? Um, I have heard it mm -hmm. um, probably on this show. Mm -hmm. Um. I am not going to try to repeat what I think, but it sounds like the title sounds just like it speaks. Yeah, I, I mean, you can you can go ahead. Non-conforming gender. So we're not conforming to the norms. Yeah, pretty much. Um, okay. Yeah, it's yay me, so yay me. <laughs> So um, the way I kind of understand it is transgender, while it is an adjective, it's also like an identity, like someone, someone will, you, you, transgender, according to Merriam-Webster, is hmm. I'm really curious to, to see what Merriam-Webster says. Wow. I didn't know, not know that Merriam-Webster yeah. heard that. Yeah, wow. I was, okay. I was. I was impressed because I looked it up and Merriam-Webster had both had both of these words defined and they're pretty good, wow. pretty good definitions. Wow, that's um, pretty cool. So Merriam-Webster defines transgender as of relating to or being a person whose gender identity differs from the sex the person had or was identified as having at birth. Um, so Simple and to means, the point. Right. So what that means is you um, you are assigned a uh, you are assigned usually a sex and gender at birth, unless unless you know your parents want to raise you without gender, and that's a whole different topic, and that's a whole different thing. But anyway, vast majority of people are um, what's called uh, like assigned a gender at birth. So. The doctor, the doctor looks at you and says, it's a boy. The doctor looks at you and says, it's a girl. And that's your, like, assigned at birth gender. Um, transgender is deciding to not identify as the gender that you were assigned at birth. Um, and that's, that's really what that means. Um, yeah, it's, it's just a matter of I've decided not to identify as that. And they're, they're really like, you know, there are identities beyond that, but that's the main thing of what transgender means. Um, gender nonconforming is more of like an adjective. And it's, while both are pretty broad, they tend to find gender nonconforming as like broader. So here's the definition, again, according to Merriam-Webster. Um, gender nonconforming exhibiting behavioral, cultural, or psychological traits that do not correspond with the traits typically associated with one's sex, having a gender expression that does not conform to gender norms. So there's sort of two parts to this. And the, the, so the, the first part is the way that you express gender is not what is normally expected of someone with your sex. Um, 
I tend to like I'm I'm not sure I a hundred percent agree with that definition, but it makes it makes sense to me. Um, I'll get into why I don't hundred percent agree with that in a bit. But so basically, whereas transgender is identifying as a different gender than the one that you were assigned at birth, gender nonconforming is is just purely expressing your gender differently. You know, so, and um, this this I'm listening to you, and as I'm listening, I'm thinking about how it's not just what you're assigned at birth, mm -hmm. but it goes on through your childhood where you need to wear pink, you need to wear blue, right. you need to play with doll babies, you need to play with cars. I mean, it's just um, it comes to mind because I'm I have a four year old grandson, so I'm watching mm -hmm. a human, even though I felt this way anyway. But in this point, to have a four-year-old and his parents are very, um, his favorite scooter came from the thrift store. And he loves his pink scooter. Um, <laughs> when I was up there, or when they came down here, like right towards the end of, not the end of the pandemic, but when folks were allowed to move around the country a little bit, he mm -hmm. had on light up pink sneakers. He did not care that they were pink. He just saw them as like, I want those. They're in the thrift store. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think there was something, he was watching ballet or something. This was last year, some point in 2019. And, um, he was so amazed by this ballerina that when they went to the thrift store, he found the little tool tutu mm -hmm. and he had to have it. So there's a video of him on Facebook and he's just twirling and twirling and twirling and twirling. I mean, just forever he's just twirling and some <laughs> of the comments were i'm not sure how i'm feeling about this you know um from more more traditional grandparents and um mm -hmm. some other folks but this was a kid who was just he was enjoying and and we have right. male ballerinas yeah the thing. i mean you know obviously what I'm saying? he was enjoying it yeah he was i mean if you just see this kid who's three and he is just twirling and you're just waiting for him to pass out from getting dizzy but he was he was <laughs> twirling so that the tutu was flinging in the air and he was just and he the joy on his face um i i so i i, I think that that's how you raise children you raise them raise them you raise them first to be humans you right. expose them to a lot of stuff and you see what they're interested in um right. But yeah, he that whole ballerina thing, and uh, you know, he has. I'm not for the gun stuff, but the last birthday when he was three, I think he got so many of those rubber thing guns. You know, where you shoot the rubber pellet. Oh, what and, like ner Nerf stuff or like? Yeah. Oh my god! But they were like huge guns. I think so many people because he went to oh, another geez. birthday party and somebody else had guns and he discovered guns. Um, <laughs> He likes sports where my son and I are just like, we got like seven left feet. Um, so, I always, but I always liked like swords and stuff. I yeah, he really... has the swords too. Yeah, swords, yeah. guns. Um, so I think he's going to be a sword fighting ballerina. Perhaps. But is no, it, my, my point like, is just Is like, that like not a thing in Game of Thrones? There's like a, there's like a sword mm -hmm. dancing character or something like that? I don't know. I haven't seen Game of Thrones, but. I've, I've not seen it either, but it just made me think about it's more than just that you are telling. I mean, I remember when my daughter was born, I exposed her to not at birth, but over the years, all different types of religions, because right. um, I wanted her to. To me, that's a personal journey. Right. You know, and the best that I could do was make sure that she was exposed to all different types of spiritualness for lack of a better mm -hmm. term that's coming to mind right now and let her decide but it's it's so much more than well we're assigning you at birth and we're also telling you how you need to act dress look speak right talk. yeah um and when you think about it that way you go wow that's a that's a big something to put on someone and then have a fit when they're going yeah i'm not really into that right hmm. so so I think the way I would the way I would connect this is that from from where I, from you know the way I'm thinking about this right now 
transgender usually discusses a feeling of personal identity, whereas gender nonconforming is more about uh, cultural expectations and values and hmm. the possibility of not not um a hundred percent following those cultural expectations and values so you know your grandson wanting a pink scooter or wanting you know uh ballet stuff like that's that would be um i describe the i I describe those as like maybe like gender nonconforming actions, you know? Right. Or, or well, really, it's just the kid yeah. going, "Oh wow, I like yeah. that." Yeah. Oh, I, and that's and I that's like be one absolutely of those. fine. Yeah. Right. And right. From what I understand, a lot of kids do that stuff because it's you right. know like even if they don't grow up to be LGBT aligned, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. <laughs> Um, that even if even if you know kids don't end up growing up to identify as anywhere in the LGBT plus spectrum, that you know, mm-hmm. it's just a part of it's just a part of like figuring things out to want to try a bunch of different things, and um, you know, it's important not to like be really harsh or really judgmental with children about that stuff, right? Because um, it's damaging and it's you know it's, whatever, but. Right. But so, so anyway. the conversation never comes up. Well, um, you know, he has a doll. Um, and when I was up there, I think last summer, I found a little tiny stroller at a, at a yard sale. So mm-hmm. he has, and he wanted one. So at the yard sale, now he pushes this doll. I found one a couple of weeks ago. And it's a doll with a backpack because he has a mm-hmm. new brother. So he has two babies now. Oh. Um, and he, he he's mixed. His mom is white. His dad is black. So the first doll is white. The one that I found just happened to be black. So now he has. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting. So Santa's giving him that. So, oh, um, um, but I, I'm very proud with how yeah. they're raising him. You know, just very loving yeah, and open. It, it sounds like they're letting him be himself, and that's yes. that that's. I really admire that. Um, you know, there are a lot of there are a lot of people out there that would really like. You know, you hear horror stories of, you know, parents that like really like berate their kids for even doing anything perceived as like not their not correct for their gender or whatever and right. stuff. But right. So I I think yeah. it's I think it's really it's really nice to let you know let children be children, let them try things out and stuff like that. Um, and, and so I have a question on this. And, and Sandy, you probably from my era heard this, but Griffin, did you hear this growing up? Big boys don't cry. Oh, of course. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Really? I, I knew Sandy did because we're from the same era, but really, Griffin, at a at a young, tender age of, I'm sorry, turn 22 people, 22, 22, 22. <laughs> uh, at 22, you heard that also. Well, not today, but. Yeah, and also, and also, thing you know, like boys will be boys and stuff like that. You know, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, wow, it's, it's in like amazing. Elementary school and middle Ew. school, you know, mm. it's 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 weird. I think, um, you know, I I do think that elementary and middle school are probably where kids kind of. I feel like elementary and middle school are almost like hyper cultural like growth times you know where basically you're just constantly bombarded with like other people's like expectations of you and stuff and that's Um, why the school that you choose is so important right yeah not just the teacher it's not just the academic but who is my who is my child going to be around what families what because all of that's going to Mm-hmm. feed into her you know what i'm saying what right. are the teachers like what's their belief or are they in sync with whatever the school philosophy is all mm-hmm. of those things because your kids gonna be no matter how much you try to protect them somebody's gonna say something to them right and like and, and, like, and, and you're not gonna have is, psycho mom to protect them right and the other thing is that like kids are mean is the mm. other part of it like mm. kids are mean yep. and kids will kids will like repeat 
anything that they heard and yes. like you know try and like put that on other kids um so like you know um i think an example of this is like um i mean so the so the elementary middle school where, where i went right i'd probably say like you know i don't think i don't think a lot of you know the kids parents were like you know frothing at the mouth homophobic or whatever but like kids will say like homophobic things because they heard it on tv once right. or because and, and or because they, they heard it and, and at that what, age how much tv are they watching where do they hear it at home where were they right with friends or like, or whatever i don't really know, i don't like put it on tv because what are they watching on tv that they're going to hear that hopefully they're right. watching from sesame street or you know barney or something right <laughs> or like maybe the maybe the parents will be misinformed about something and they'll say something you know something kind of something kind of gross and that and you know even though even though the parent knows might know that that was like a joke or like a throwaway comment or whatever like children will take that seriously like Mm -hmm. if you make like a you know if you make like a like a joke about gay people and your like kid like picks it up your kid your kid will like learn that like it's bad to be gay or something like that so you know it's just it's just kind of like you know kids kids repeat things that they're exposed to and because they're kids they don't like i don't think they like can fully process like you know because when you're when you're a kid you like idolize your parents and you idolize adults and stuff and if you know adults are behaving a certain way even though the adult might know that it's wrong i think kids don't have the like brain connections to realize that they shouldn't like emulate you know, behaviors that their parents do or whatever. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, it does. So, and, and here's a simile story as it relates to race, okay? So my mm-hmm. daughter, private school all of her life. When she was in fourth grade, she was at a small private school in Jenkintown. And she came home one day and said that one of the kids in another class called her the N-word. Oh, jeez. Okay? Um, and surely after the semester started but she's used to being in small private schools i make a phone call to the head of the school um Mm -hmm. and they're going um oh my god that's terrible well you know let's definitely make a phone call to the parent already did that um but renee here's the thing he's in kindergarten um what's that supposed to mean right he's in kindergarten um it makes it worse that he's in kindergarten and he uses the word and he uses the word on the African-American child. So there's right. something that's connecting there because otherwise he will be calling everyone, including the teacher, the N word. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not just a words, matter he of. He picked it up from somewhere where he knew the concept. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I talked yeah. to the family. And they were like, you know, you're making way too much of this. They gave me the infamous, which you never want to say. Some of my best friends are black. You mean some of your best N-words are, are black or what? I mean, like, what are you saying here? But it was, that didn't help. And again, oh they gave God. me the same thing the school said. Right. You know, he's only five. Like, you know, don't, like, you know, what could he have meant at five? But that's just it, that he knew at five. Right. Yeah. And oh God. Um. That's... Yeah. And then when her telling me, well, some of my best friends are black, and I'm going, then you better keep the keep them away from the kid because he's going to use that word, and you're going to have a few less black friends. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yep. I digress. But yeah, that that was just really. Yeah. Uh-huh. At five, they excused it. He didn't get any nothing at school, nothing at home. I didn't know that there was. I didn't know that that word existed until I was like eleven. I don't think. Yeah. And then, and then it was like someone, it was, I actually vividly remember having, having it explained to me. I was in the, I was in the car. I was, I was going to hang out with one of my friends. Um, his mom was driving us to like his house and stuff. And he was talking about like, oh, we're gonna, what's the famous book that has like the Mark Twain book? It has this, like, a, mm-hmm. and it gets, mm-hmm. you know, banned and then unbanned. And, uh, oh, yes. you're talking about Huckleberry Finn. 
Yes, yes, Huckleberry Finn, that he was talking about, um, he didn't, you know, he was wondering whether the teach the teachers would teach it or not, because it has the N-word in it. And I'm like, and I'm like 10 or 11, I'm like, there's, there's no there's no such thing as the N-word. What are you talking about? There's like, there's no N-word. And his mom in the front of the car was like, yes, there was. Yes, there is. And she the like, interesting very. Interesting you bring up Huckleberry Finn. That's one of those cases where in essence, context is everything. Oh, that may yeah. be one of the few books where, you know, people give it a pass, even though one of the lead characters has that as part of his name. Because of the larger message Mark Twain wanted to send with the book. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. Hmm. I've never actually read it. Um, oh, well, actually, since I'll, I'll throw this in just for you, um, there have been essays written about uh, right. Jim and Huck on the raft that uh, suggest that there was something of a uh, homophilic, homoerotic, homosexual element. To their relationship. I had, really? I did. Yes. I did hear that somewhere that there was in Mark in a couple Mark Twain books some like mm-hmm. maybe like homoerotic subtext and stuff. Actually, one of the best essays on that was titled "Come Back to the Raft Again, Huck, Honey." Huh. <laughs> wow. Now, see, I didn't even know that that was a thing until I was. Pr- late teens or an adult because I had read it, but obviously I read the one that did not have the uh, because I'm when they said that I'm like, really? The one I read? I don't remember reading that in there. Right. Um and it wasn't until later after that that I realized, oh, there's several versions. Oh. Right. Yeah. Um I do yeah. I do have to I do have to give credit to my friend's mom because she like very kindly and um uh and was your friend's mind black or white she was white but she 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 not only explained it explained like you know that it's like really really bad and to like you know that like so she she was she educated me about this word that i'd never heard before in a way that was very sensitive and stuff and i have to to give her credit for that that it was it was a even though at the time I was, I was, you know, kind of, I, I think I was kind of upset because I'd like never even heard of this before. But I have to give her credit for like, you know, teaching me something important that was like obviously like very sensitive and stuff. So. Um, and, and and how did your family feel about another parent giving you that bit of information? Because that's a oh, high. Oh, I I don't think I ever mentioned it to them. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. <laughs> I just it just never yeah. it, it's never come up to be honest. Right. Um, okay. Okay. Just curious. But yeah. And I I don't we were we were talking about it and that reminded me of it. I, I don't think I've ever even talked about that experience before. I'm I'm not entirely sure. Um yep, yeah, that's how yeah. Um but anyway, going back to the going back to the why pronouns matter thing, I just wanna I just wanna get this stuff out about these about these two terms um uh, before we move on. Um so transgender and gender nonconforming, right? Um, uh, we all, you know, I think I feel like as a you know society, we've kind of become more familiar with with transgender people. Okay. Um, we all can sort of you know say like, oh, you know, there are more and more examples of transgender people sort of in the media and in television and stuff like that. Gender non gender nonconforming, as opposed to that would be like, um, say maybe like a gay man who does drag, right? So a gay man who does drag is not transgender, but they would be gender nonconforming because he would dress as a woman, occasionally use she/her pronouns for performance and stuff, um, and stuff like this. So people like. Um, uh, gay men who present as feminine or gay women, uh, you know, lesbians who present as masculine, like which lesbians, quote, quote, those would be considered maybe like gender nonconforming people. Um, and the, the reason I don't 100% agree with calling all transgender people gender nonconforming 
is because I feel like there are a lot of binary trans people. So a transgender person who identifies as, like, say, um, a trans woman or a trans man might not identify as gender nonconforming because they are conforming. They're just conforming to their trans identity. Um, well, that maybe and, and you know what? And, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. They, they, they start out by, you know, conforming to the gender identity they have imprinted in their brains. And eventually, if they can carry it out, they have their biological gender equipment fixed to match. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's, you know, yeah, I am. I There's nothing. It's kind of like the, the gender queer versus, versus transgender sort of dynamic, too. A lot of people that identify as queer or as gender queer tend to be more experimental with their style, will tend to, um, you know, maybe mix up their presentation a lot more. And so it's this sort of dynamic between uh, identifying as uh, queer as like a political and fashion sort of statement versus, you know, just being, uh, you know, binary trans without, you know, that sort of like gender queer sort of label. Does that make sense? Yeah, um, that's all I know, wanted and, to... And, Right. And, and when you started that, when you were saying, so that means that anyone that does drag, and I'm like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense, because that's saying that everyone that's drag falls under this category, but that's like saying everyone that's gay or everyone, every woman who likes another woman is, you know what I'm saying? But And I think there's so much, there is a spectrum. Yeah, it's um, a very, to be fair, it's a very vague word. Um, yeah. So... You know, you can get into nitty gritty about a lot of this stuff. You know, maybe it's gender nonconforming to just not be straight because it's expected that as part of your gender that you're straight. So there, there you know, there are sort of things you can hash out like that. Um, but in general, it's used to sort of specifically talk about people who, um, uh, kind of subvert gender expectations at like a sort of greater level. So people that um, will do drag, people that will do uh, androgynous sort of fashion styles or who identify as a man but dress more feminine or people who dress feminine, and, you know. And it, so it's that's sort of what the intended meaning is. Um, yeah, but in general, it's very vague, it, you know. Whether or not it's a term that's really helpful or not in a lot of situations is kind of debatable. But so that's why pronouns matter for this week is talking about these two terms and what they mean, and um, what people mean when they say these things and how they're not interchangeable necessarily. Um, okay. All right. So, do we have a rant for this week, Fox? Sort of. As I said, okay. I'm out of sorts today, so uh, the one I was going to do, I'm going to do next week. Um, okay. But this one is actually, it, this This is going to be a gas queue, but I decided that I wanted it to be a rant because I knew as soon as I said it in a gas queue, I was going to rant. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Yep. Um, so it is, <laughs> I got a lot of really good ones, and I'm excited to introduce an actual gas queue after this, but um, the one that I saw. So how 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 is it possible to be a stripper and be a lesbian? He says. Um. Well. So the thing about this, and there's another question that I've seen before that, that I think we've gone over. That is in the same vein of like when people are when people when men I'm sorry people men usually <laughs> will ask lesbians like why would you want a fake why would you want a fake penis when you could have the real thing and it's just it's in the same vein of how could you be a lesbian stripper it's so penis centric yeah, yeah. it's yeah, so like that. how wh how could you as a woman have the agency to be making your own money and dancing and and 
and making money in this industry if you're not doing it for the pleasure of men. That's completely unheard of, and that's ridiculous. Right. Why? Why? And it, and it. Beyond the fact that a lot of there are almost certainly a lot of lesbians out there that are uh, drawn to strip performances. Like that's almost certainly something that exists is the first part. Um, but this, the second, you know, kind of obvious part to me anyway is um, fairly easily because, you know, stripping is a performance. You're not necessarily like expressing attraction, you know, towards and you're men. you're not with the, the yeah. people that you're dancing for. That's a completely different profession. Yes, that's true. So your sexuality um, doesn't matter. You're not you're not going home like I know that this happens and and sex trafficking is a huge thing in the strip industry, but like as a profession stripping generally isn't you sleeping with right. any of the patrons that you're you're stripping for. It's a performance, it's a dance. And to suggest that like your sexuality has anything to do with it is completely ridiculous that's like that's like just looking at a modern dancer and being like how are you modern dancing in front of this crowd of mostly men you're a lesbian like it's ridiculous sounding it's very right. ridiculous or like, or like how do you how do you tango if you're gay you know like just <laughs> because well, there's like a, just because there's like a yeah honestly um but you know, just because there's like a quote traditionally male and then quote traditionally female, you know, um, role in tangoing or like, you know, swing dancing or whatever, like people figure it out, you know? And to One- be fair, I was a I was a ballroom dance instructor for a little while and I was ooh, whatever, I can edit that out. I was <laughs> terrible at being led. Like you had, there's a leader and there's a follower in the dance. Right. I was horrible right. at it. I couldn't relax. I couldn't let someone just swing me around backwards. Right. It was just, it made me nervous. So I was always the one that tried to lead. But like, in, especially in the one that I worked for, like I was not supposed to be doing that unless I was teaching another woman. And I would just constantly get taught out of it and chastised for like not letting my male counterpart like lead me. And... I'm just saying that's also kind of awesome, though. Like, what? Like, I'm like, like d- the description of that experience is is awesome. That you're just like, yeah, I didn't want anybody to lead me. You know, <laughs> like it's just, just it's just I didn't great. Like it, and I get like, and I would get nervous if we were going too fast. Uh-huh. So one time he got really, and Mad's not the right word. I know he was just trying to like make me better at following. But he would do something like sometimes where if I was just being really clumsy and I wasn't following well, he would just suddenly dip me really fast or something. And it would scare the absolute crap out of me. (laughs) And he'd be like, all right, now relax. And I'm like, that's that's not going to help me relax. Relax. I'm going to almost drop my head on the whole ground. Like, what's wrong with you? I'm going to (laughs) trigger your fight or flight response. Now relax. (laughs) But, um... um. I, I hated that part of it. The fact that like it was so gendered. It was the dance. The dance thing was so gendered, but it was fun. But anyways, yeah, it's the same. It's and and the and the similar thing. The reason why I think it's similar to when when you know straight men ask lesbian like, why would you use a fake penis if you could have the real one? It's so centric on the idea that we're all doing things. Or certain things are only being done for the pleasure of men. Like, strippers can only strip for the pleasure of men. And so why right. are you stripping if you're someone that likes women? Or, A, assuming that all lesbians even use dildos, which they don't. Right. Um, also, like, women, like, I don't know if I, if I could say this on air. <laughs> but, like, I know, I'm trying to choose women, my words carefully. But, like, like, like women do masturbate like that is a mm-hmm. thing that happens <laughs> like yeah. uh-huh. you know so it's like i yeah. it, i mean the what is you know again it's this, this assumption that you know and that's an old timey assumption that like oh women aren't like women aren't sexual women are just passive you know that's right. that victorian kind of you know that it's that you know God forbid women have sexuality or anything 
Um, yeah, exactly, exactly. And then it's it's the it it brings it from being like a profession where you're making your own business, you're in control of making money, you're doing this performance into these women are just here for male pleasure and they don't like get to have like they don't get to not be attracted to us or like what it's just it's such a it's such a crappy mentality and immediately when i saw it i was like i'm gonna rant about this i think because yeah no it's a good one so (laughs) so egocentric just like yeah i mean and and it's like I have, I can stand here and do this dance because I have something that you were interested in as a male. Otherwise you wouldn't be in here, but it doesn't mean that that's what I want to do. I can sell used mm. cars at a Volkswagen dealer. It doesn't mean that I like Volkswagens. Right. Yeah. But and, I have and, something that that's a value that you want to see. I don't have to, oh, Jesus right. Christ. I'm sorry. They're, Get me off the, I and told you like, they're also like, they're also like gay men that strip and there are gay men yeah. that you know, that will, like, use their, like, body appeal to, like, cater to women. You know, a lot of, like, a lot of, like, singers yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I never heard a straight woman complain that, like, their dancer was gay. If anything, they're just like, oh, unfortunately, if anything, there's always, like, yeah. oh, it's more They'll maybe be exotic. a little bit well, sad. This, this, this strikes me as reminiscent of the straight guys who go out and buy lesbian porn because, you know, it's, it's sort of like they're assuming... Well, geez, this is you know, this gets me hot because it's a couple of women, you know, and right. it wasn't the audience, you know. Well, sometimes I mean, there's definitely question, at least fifty percent lesbian porn that's definitely straight women and made for straight men. But right, that's exactly. A for another day, because I could go on yes. about that for yes. hours. Yes, but um, yeah, it's like, and I also think maybe that straight women wouldn't mind if their dancers were gay because there's another element to it feeling a little more safe because, you know, right. y'all are always and, a damn threat to us. Right. And, and depending on where their brain is, um, and their level of sophistication, um, they, that might not even, even register to them that, what do you mean he's gay? But he's here. Yeah. He's a stripper for women. What do you mean he's gay? It's the reverse of what you just said. What do you mean he's gay? He can't be gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And it's just know. there's there have been books and books and, and dissertions written on uh, straight men and their obsession with inserting their penis figuratively and <laughs> not figuratively into everything <laughs> and making it the most important thing in the room. And that's. That's how I felt when I read that. Is that, just, all I is that just patriarchy, though? It is, is that, but it's a very yeah. specific oh. penis-centered patriarchy. Oh, that's, that's an alliteration. There's going to be a lot of uh, maybe chopping things out of this. I don't know if I was... Right, no, I mean, I, I think that it is, as long as we're not words. using the... I think it is. I think Generally if you said it more crudely, maybe If it's maybe a that. Latin root word, it's all right. If it's Anglo-Saxon in origin, it's a no-no. True, yeah. If it's lewd-sounding. All, all the dirty words are German Dude. and all that. <laughs> but um, anyways, so let This is me a read. full show one day. I'm just going to say this topic is definitely a full show. Penis-centered patriarchy. Um, so let's move on to Gas Q. I will... I got to figure out which one of these I want to read because I got... Let me see. I can't even count that fast, but I got a lot of really good ones, and I'm having a hard time picking. So I might just close my eyes and like roll a roll a d20. <laughs> no, you know what? I want to read the one that made me laugh really hard because I just got really mad. Okay. So, oh, where is it? Oh, there it is. <laughs> so, okay, I'll read one for serious, and I'll read another one because it's not really a question that can be answered. It's just funny. Okay. So the funny one is when this girl came out to her mom, her mom was like, but, but what about the Jonas Brothers? <laughs> my God. <laughs> it made me laugh so hard because I'm just imagining about this them, little mom? old lady going, but what about the Jonas Brothers? But, but what, what if- did the grown Jonas Brothers have to do with? I, I don't know. I guess I guess she liked the Jonas Brothers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think uh-huh. the, the girl liked like 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 all little girls like had 
an obsession right. with a boy band, which is the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but Her mom it's, took it's like that you as like being them. great. Oh, yeah. She's, oh, so she's swift. And it's then cool. the serious one is... Okay, this is going to make you mad all over again. I'm sorry. Um, I think this is an important one, too. That maybe we should have it branch off and talk about this some other time. But okay. I want to read it off now. Mm-hmm. It's going to make you mad. They said... You're autistic, so are you sure you know what being gay means? Do we already cover this one? Or I don't do we think so. My head, just, my head just spun I around like I have whiplash or something. One, but I just got this one today. You know, autism does not mean that you have no sexuality. Yes. That doesn't mean you can't comprehend basic concepts and yep. also your own sexuality. Mm-hmm. So we've just handled issue number one and issue number two is one. It's really patronizing. It is. patronizing. I could see where maybe it's coming from a parent and they're like, because I know that a lot of parents of autistic children are very overprotective. They either run the gambit of like being really overprotective or they run the gambit of like not wanting to deal with their kids at all. Right. And I could see if they're being overprotective at the same time, it's patronizing, it's infantilizing, it's mean. (laughs) Right. Um, um, I don't know who said it, so I don't know if that's the case, but... So, I, yeah, I mean, there's... Everybody I've met who's been on the spectrum knows their sexuality. They right. may not voice it, but they know it. Right. Good point. Good point. I think... So there was there was a study from a couple of years ago that, you know people that are awful like to throw around and people that are not awful like to throw around um, that basically there's a correlation between being being trans and being autistic that there's a that um, trans people uh, have a higher percentage of people that are on the autism spectrum Um, but there are a couple issues with this the first the first is that you know um, if you're diagnosed as having autism chances are you're going to be diagnosed for other you know you're going to have a higher chance of being diagnosed for other things you know as in like being legally recognized as trans and stuff like that because you know you're already in a healthcare system that is you know competent enough to diagnose Mm. you with some kind of autism Um, but the other thing is that um, there's, there's a lot of, you know, there's some evidence that, you know, people that are on the, that are on the autism spectrum, um, you know, there's a level of being able to self-analyze and being able to, um, be, have, you know, critically think about oneself and one's relationship to things that, um, a lot of a lot of other people, you know, are maybe not as good at. There's a level of introspection um, that um, people that uh, are, you know, able to. It, for people that have autism in a way where it doesn't, you know, really really impact their their life in really dramatic ways. That there's a level of being able to acknowledge, you know, your own views of yourself and acknowledge your own, you know, limitations and acknowledge your strengths, which would lead to greater introspection, which would lead to, you know, realizing that you maybe are, um, that, you know, being trans would make you happier or something like that, you know, in a way that maybe a lot of other people don't. I, I read an internet post um, about, you know, someone, you know, th- these people were in college. They're talking to one of their friends in college, and this, this, this person who identified as a gay man, at least at the time, said, you know, I've always been really jealous of women. I've always really wanted to be a woman. Um, and so, you know, being a, being a gay man sort of helped me feel better about that. And the person that, he, that you know, he was talking to was like, that kind of sounds like you're trans, dude like that sounds like you might be a trans woman and 
you know, he he just never considered the possibility that he was a trans woman. He just thought he was gay. You know that you wow. know that he was conflating sexuality with gender identity. Um, you know, so there's a lot of there are a lot of people out there that you know maybe they mix these things up or maybe they've found um, they found a way to express their sexuality in a way that makes them feel better about their gender identity but that in other cases would identify as trans. Um, so and, it's, and it's maybe very the And maybe the trans was too much. is like, well, people accept gay people, but maybe they won't right. accept trans people. Exactly. That, that being, being trans is much more fraught, in 2020 at least, right. than being gay is, um, in many circles at least. So, um, yeah. So... Or maybe a toxic question that has complicated answers. Um, but overall, no, absolutely, you can know what being gay is <laughs> if you're on the autism spectrum. And um, that's a very, very dumb question, I think. But Yep, absolutely. That was one of the few times I will say that was a dumb question. And uh, you should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah. Don't enough. be like that. Um, all right. Do we have uh, newsworthy or not? Um, and you know, before we do newsworthy or not, I just want to bring up one quick thing. Give me one second. Okay. I'm bringing it up now. There is in the fall. I'm not sure, but I know it was recently the first transgender suicide hotline. Um, it's now up and running. And wow, the trans lifeline. It's a lifeline. Is eight seven seven. Five six five eighty eight sixty. It's a trans transgender suicide hotline. I do not want to shorten the word. Wow. Um, and again, it's a trans lifeline eight seven seven eight six five eight eight six zero. That's that's pretty huge. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah, that's that's a big deal. I think it came out right before a couple of months, could be a couple of weeks, right before the pandemic. So, you know, these things kind of get lost in kind of whatever's happening. But I think I just thought it was important enough to bring up at that moment while we were having that conversation. Mm. So carry on. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, uh, newsworthy or not, do we have some newsworthy or not headlines? Um Newsworthy well, or not, if you have never never heard our show before or do not know what this segment is, is um, us giving uh, quick reactions to uh, headlines that are interesting. <laughs> um, we'll usually keep it to one word or a short phrase, um, but often we fail at this anyway. Oh my god, I have well, one. Yes, I have. I have one too. Go, go, go. Okay. okay. Secret gyms. And the economics of prohibition. COVID safeguards have created black markets for gyms. Oh my god. Gyms as in diamonds mm. in stones? No, no gyms like workout gyms. G-Y-M. Oh. Okay. Oh my god. It's like a speakeasy, but there's just a treadmill. Yeah. <laughs> The picture is uh, like some people on a mobile bikes in the dark, but with light coming through the windows. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, all right, I will do the next one. I just I saw the headline and I'm going, geez. Um, well, before I say this one, because it has to do with the T word, um, we did not mention that um, we have a new the Democrats, the German Dem Democrats. What's his name? Oh my god, I'm so Biden, yes. Oh my god. Yes. Um, Kamala Harris as yes. vice president. Yes. Um, so that happened this week. Um, and then what I saw today, I was just looking at the headlines. They're discussing how Trump's push to reopen schools backfired. And just play that in your mind. He yeah. said at some point schools must open in the fall. He said that on July the sixth. I mean, it's um, it's gonna it's gonna continue to backfire because it's gonna continue to happen. You know, school yeah. districts are they gonna. Yeah, will open it. in the fall, just not in the building. Some will, and it'll be a disaster. 
Yeah. Um, despite the pandemic, Villanova University moving ahead with on-campus living. Ugh. That happened today. Shame on you, Villanova. Yeah, on-campus living, not just opening, but on-campus living. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, Don't move, but it'll add some life to Villanova. It's what? And- it'll add some life to Villanova. <laughs> um, and on that same note, the Ivy suddenly reversed their fall semester. This is from two days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Cornell found itself ever shrinking their ever shrinking list of colleges. Um, they're going to do a hybrid semester with both. Same thing with University of Penn and Brown retreating from such decisions on Tuesday. Cornell is also the only Ivy that hasn't capped its own ca- campus, its on-campus students, where a lot of the schools are saying we're only going to have this many. Um, and then on that same note, uh, you know, they Penn stopped. Had to, opted not to have any at all. Um, you know what? It, it keeps changing. Yeah, it, it keeps changing. Mm-hmm. Um, Penn opted for an almost entirely virtual semester on the same day. Yes. That makes Cornell one of the four Ivy League schools that continue to hybrid with hybrid education and some form of residential life. Um, But the thing that happened was, um, oh, in Philly, it was a big thing. And I'm not sure whether it was Pennsylvania or just Philly that all sports in school are going to stop. Um, You know, no baseball, no football. Um, And... So that's one part. And the other part are parents who are upset that their kids have to stay home and people who are opting to send their kids to school. I, I, I feel for the parents, actually. I do. I, I totally understand, but I'm not going to send my child, who you know that they wipe their nose from the corner of the elbow out to the oh, tip of the finger. Factory. Yeah. Right. And, and that's what my family actually said, yeah. They're just germ. I forgot what she calls them, but and kids will kids will chase each kids will chase each other around the playground trying to lick each other because yes. of coronavirus. Like I was just thinking the like, same thing. They're going to chase don't each understand. other. six feet. Kids will like pick their nose and chase after each other, yelling, "I'm going to give you Corona!" You know, like yeah. Like, oh my goodness! Oh my you goodness! Know, it's going to happen, guys. Like yeah. So here, here's a tip on that. When you go to the store, always grab a shopping cart, even if you're just going to get one thing, okay? Because when you get in that line, you don't have to turn around and go, please back up. You keep the shopping right. cart behind you so that even if they're right up on your shopping cart, you can control how far away you stand six feet back, but the shopping cart gives you something there. Right. But a little kid is not going to pay attention to six feet apart. Nope. Nope. Not in a million years. I just uh. think that I, being being a parent is tough. It's very tough. Hardest thing I ever had had ever ever did. The most beautiful joy beautiful joyful thing I've ever done. But man, I want to put that at the top of my resume over the doctor. Okay, because it was <laughs> hard stuff. Mm-hmm. I can imagine. Well, um, I can somewhat imagine. But I'm not sending my child um, um, yeah, I just I, I don't understand. I just don't understand. Um, yeah, so all right, I'm off, I'm off there. I don't even know how I got there, but I'm off, I'm off, I'm done. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay, doctor. <laughs> um, all right, so. That's been newsworthy or not. You've been listening to Cue the Mic. Uh, Sandy, if you would like to do our call sign. You're listening to Germantown Community Radio, 92.9 WGGTLP, and online at gtownradio.com. Yay! Cue the Mic. The Griffin (laughs) Host episode has concluded. Catch us on the social medias, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Cue the Mic Radio. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Alexa, 
Spotify, Radio.com, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Deezer, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. And as a reminder, our old episodes are still up on Podomatic, but we have moved our feed over to pinecast.co. Be sure to check us out there for all the updates on the new episodes.